You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, the one, the only, and the extra special Transformers RPG podcast. I have a short story to tell all of you. It's not really that short. My stories are never short. All right. I'm all ears. So I was trolling the internet the other day when I came across a Transformer that I don't have, but I've seen in stores before. I say stores because it was in a zoo years ago. It is Bloodthirst the War Dolphin. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. This is a transforming dolphin, and they had a, a, a whale and a shark there at the same time. And this was sold at a zoo. This is ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Did they run out to the land animals, or did they just want to advertise that they had aquatic creatures? And I don't think, yeah, I don't think they had any, like, sea animals there. This wasn't an aquarium. <laughs> it has a weapon that comes with it, too. Weird. Maybe that's what makes it okay, because no. those animals aren't in that zoo. <laughs> it's not okay. But I got to thinking, it's like, what other crazy shit can we find for stuff to transform into? So I want to ask that question to all of you. Give me your craziest transformer idea. Matt, I think we're going to start with you, because last episode you made a hat transformer. So I don't know how you're going to top that. <laughs> with the top hat, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, as characters, I've had a building, a bunny, and a hat. Um, I, I also used, I also, we've all probably discussed Titanic Bot that I actually own, which is the Titanic that turns into a robot. <laughs> and uh, wow. those, these are all real things. So <laughs> I'm having yep. trouble coming up with something fictional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've even seen what? Jesus Bot? So, I mean... For Crucifix, oh, Crucifix, uh, Crucitron. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Are you oh, sure yeah. it wasn't Buddy Christ? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even worse. Was it Body, Body Christ? <laughs> body of Christ? Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't it just pop Buddy Christ? That was funny because, like, the cross, like, turned into, like, armor for the actual, like, the figure. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Apparently, there's a sequel to the movie Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter just coming out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Someone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, that's off the beaten trail a bit. I don't know. I'm having trouble coming up with anything more more bizarre that I haven't already uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a toothbrush would be fun. <laughs> Adam, what about you? What do you, uh, what do you think? Who? Denizen? Adam? Denizen? Whatever you answered to today. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy things to transform into. Um, maybe, a sen- maybe a sense of dignity. <laughs> no, I can't transform into that. I just can't hold the shape for long. Uh, a map. A road map. Ooh. I like that. One of those old style ones that are impossible to fold up. <laughs> huh. 
you could never transform back correctly. <laughs> it looks like you the old transformers <laughs> only once. <laughs> Ever. That'd be kind of interesting, like a like a like a scroll or like a piece of paper of some kind. Awfully flat, though. It's like nobody ever asked me for directions. Yeah, <laughs> the character would be kind of one-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! I don't know. I think it'd be two-dimensional. Awarding <laughs> you a hero point. <laughs> don't stack on top of my dimensions. Oh, I'm trying to make man. a point. <laughs> That's a zero dimension. <laughs> hey, that one got me coming and going. No? Stop. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I see how it is. Everyone else can make the puns, but I can't. Screw you. This is, this is called a death spiral. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what about you? What do, what do you got? What do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> Nothing? Nope, got nothing. Get, get An nothing empty for thought me. bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. You just got to pick a random object. Just look around. Hey, yeah, but they probably already are. Well, give me an example. I'm looking around my place right now, like back scratcher. You're telling me there's a back scratcher transformer. <laughs> Someone's going to tell us that there is a back scratcher transformer. I just know it. <laughs> I- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the BotBots line. See? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall seeing one, but I, I, I don't know. I'm looking at like a, uh, like a, uh, like an air duster, like the, like the air can duster. And then, oh, yeah, BotBots. Never mind. See? <laughs> <laughs> Is this but rule 89? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, there's a, if, if it's on the internet, there's a transformer of it? <laughs> the BotBots line has really made some really crazy shit into Transformers. There's a uh, a, 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 a roll of toilet paper, a plunger, a Jeez. baby grand piano, a slice of pizza. <laughs> I mean, we were doing food way back in the 80s with McDonald's, you know? Yep. 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 Oh, I remember those, yeah. French fry, ro- French fry bots. Yep. I got all of those on my shelf. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, brag it up. They turned a, like a hotcakes into it. I do remember hotcakes. No, no, mm-hmm. one does. <laughs> they were old enough to all remember that. Ah, oh, Pat, what about you? I, I see you kind of just like chomping at the bit over here. You got a good one, right? Uh possibly. I mean, like when you were just like kind of prompting people, I was like, oh, like an air conditioner. Like that's kind of boring. You know, and then I was just like, and then you were like talking about absurd, and then I was like, oh, like a butt plug, but that seems a little too close to home. Um, and then, Wait, and then my, my 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 last two were um, a coffin and uh, a Segway. But so, so it's funny when I came up with the Segway, I was actually thinking about. You know, the metaphor, you know, not the yeah. actual device, but the fact that there is one is kind of silly now that I think about it. So <laughs> take whichever one you like. <laughs> Speaking of segues, <laughs> let's put this topic to bed and move on. When we left off last episode, uh, all of you had dealt with all the wrap-up of the Vault of Stars, and we talked about your upgrade to level 8. And, of course, um, Wildstrike took a level in Target Master, first of, its, first of its kind for our show. And Magnum got a third mode 
an electronic hat. Why didn't you mention that when I was asking for all the crazy transformation ideas? You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had already been done. <laughs> As of last episode. <laughs> it had been. You know what? Pythagoras matches your artwork now, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, that wasn't even the big elephant in the room, so to speak. Can you turn into an elephant now? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about the giant robot that we awakened. Oh, right. Landslide. Yes. Yeah, because that's not going to have any repercussions. <laughs> and then we didn't, we didn't escort him. We just sent him on his way. Meet you well, there. he left. Well, it's not like yeah. we could stop him. He's a gigantic <laughs> robot with faster than light engines. <laughs> we were just figuring out, we're like, we started to discuss it, and he jets. BRB, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll give him five more days, and that's it. Let's see, let's see how long it takes for him to find the bomb inside of him. <laughs> Do you never learn? <laughs> Wait, was that a thing? <laughs> well, we, had a, we had a dead man switch or a dead bot switch. <laughs> well, you know what? It's just an insurance policy, just in case it starts to cause trouble, right? All right, here we go. So you guys are all on the Steel Haven, and it takes a three-week trip to make it all the way back to Cybertron, as there is no space bridges around here. And even if you had a space bridge, uh, there's not any big enough to take a full-on capital ship through it. At least, not right now. So you have a fairly long trip, which you've all decided to, to dedicate to some of your own pursuits. Um, Wild Strike, you wanted to get a uh, some uh, some equipment made from Pythagoras. Pythagoras, you are helping um, Denizen get some uh, some equipment installed in her fangs. Oh, <laughs> Adds an hour every time you try to say something. I can't. Uh, I got stop, stop. All right. Ah. There you go. Denizen, you found this magical box full of buttons and blinky lights. Oh, yes. It's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> and, Carapace, you... Uh, I actually forget what you were doing, Carapace. Remind me again, please. Uh, I mean, I was just going to try and like upgrade the guns that I have and fi- finish some of the practicing skills. Like, I, I made slash purchased slash was, you know, a... Um, What's the fucking thing called? Uh, a heavy gunner harness for my Gellet Hail Cannon. Gotcha. And I'm looking over augmentations and stuff now because I kind of had forgotten we were going to do that. So. so the end of the trip fast approaches and you all wrap up the individual little projects that you were working on. I imagine, Wildstrike, you want to take a, uh, a shot at the helm or your your shift at the helm? Oh, yeah. Sure. You approach Cybertron's orbit, and as you get close to the planet... Full speed into the planet. Full speed right into the planet. Gotcha? (laughs) (laughs) Nose first or nothing, man. That's right. You can't do that anymore. You got a little guy to take care of now. You got a little kiddo. He's with me. (laughs) (laughs) So as you approach Cybertron's orbital space... Magnum, you start picking up all of the comm traffic from the planet. And, as you are wont to do, whenever you get close to the planet, you turn on Iacon News Network and get the latest updates from our intrepid reporter, 
circuit. Yes. This has never been a good thing. This is Circuit with Icon News Network with your election updates. The field narrows yet again as another candidate drops from the race. In a surprising statement this post-morning, Fast Track of Delta announces that he's dropping out, citing personal concerns as the reason. The shot goes to a soundbite of Fast Track. After discussing this with my partner, I regret to announce that I need to resign from this race. I fully intend to pursue office here on Velocitron, and I wish my opponents a clear lane and smooth ground in the future. With his resignation and Ambassador Sweetspot's tragic death, this leaves the speedy colony without any candidates. Recent polls show support for all on that planet, but candidate Windblade has a slight lead with Starscream in a close second. Back on Cybertron, Starscream pulls ahead while Lord Scourge and Windblade fight it out for the runner-up position. The dedication of the new space bridge earned him the support of many of the immigrant colonists. In the last three weeks, wait times for off-world travel have dropped nearly 30%, and Starscream's campaign is making sure that everyone knows it. Polling at 14%, Damascus's aggressive rhetoric is earning him support amongst Yukaran colonists and former Decepticons, but his more controversial endorsements come from former members of C1 and other pro-Cybertron organizations. Lord Scourge continues to challenge each candidate to one-on-one combat to prove that he is the strongest and most capable of defending the planet. There have still been no takers. And lastly, Depth Charge's office has cancelled all official appearances by the candidate for the next five days, an unusual move with the race starting to heat up. We leave you with the results of the latest INN poll. And the screen switches to show a list of candidates. Starscream at 28%, Windblade at 24%, Scourge at 21%, Damascus at 14%, Fast Track at 7%, Depth Charge at 5%, and trailing on last place, Sweet Spot at 1%. Wow. Those are some dedicated fans. The Steelhaven enters Cybertron airspace with Wildstrike at the con. The skies over the city are clear and empty, an unusual sight for the burgeoning metropolis. You approach the outer defensive perimeter of the city. Newly built airborne weapons platforms track your approach, but all of your systems read them as friendly targets. You pass into a second layer where you can pick up new ground-based turrets and defensive munitions. Once in the second layer, comm systems indicate the closest layer is a no-fly zone for commercial traffic. Only military ships are allowed to land right now. And the comm system screeches to life. I'll step forward and... I am the comm system. Be cut off. (laughs) This is Air Controller Zetka. Welcome home, Steelhaven. Thank you very much. We have a VIP arriving by the Space Bridge shortly. All non-essential traffic has been diverted for the duration. Uh, But you are clear to land at Berth 8, but don't deviate from the provided flight path. 
Otherwise, the auto guns might recognize you as a threat. Uh, if you're quick, you'll even be able to make it to the bridge before the guests arrive. All right. Uh, please, Captain Silverface, set that course. And I guess we'll follow it. I assume they're sending us telemetry. Yes. So Captain Silverload orders the, the ship brought in, and Wildstrike, it is uh, pretty easy for you to follow the, the course. Uh, it's not like it's you know through asteroids or anything. Can I call them up like, hey, hey, who's the VIP by, uh, by the way? Uh, Zetka comes back on the line. Uh, a delegation from Earth is arriving. We're not quite certain of uh, who the... Uh, who the, the party's going to be, but uh, there's some speculation that Soundwave will be approaching and maybe even Optimus Prime. Alright, thank you very much. Setka, out. So yeah, Wildstrike, you guide the Steelhaven down to Berth 8, and you put it down on the landing platform. Pythagoras, you receive a text message on your personal comm channel. Uh, it is a, uh, a message from Windblade. Uh, she's asking you to meet her as soon as possible, and she says she is going to be in the crowd uh, at the spaceport. All right. I'll send her back. Uh, yeah, which we'll be happy to. Um, I'll see you there shortly. And then I'll uh, let them know the guys, the rest of the guys that Windblade wants to meet us at the, at the, basically after we get off the ship. And that's the spaceport where they land, the the bridge, the, the bridge, right, where the VIPs are showing up. Yeah. All right. And you would suspect that she's probably either in the crowd or even one of the delegation to meet them. All right. Sounds like a plan. So yeah, the Steelhaven has landed down, and uh, Captain Silverload and Beta Taurus are going to stay on the ship to be sure that. Uh, the just kind of like ev the shutdown happens and everything, and the the ship goes into standby until it's needed again. Uh, but the five of you, the four of you, I'm sorry, the four of you are uh, free to disembark. All right. Is um, Legionnaire with us, or is he? That's why I said the five of you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Legionnaire is with uh, with you guys, and will join you if uh, you'd like. Uh, if you don't want him to join you, then he will make his own way back to uh, Zaron to check in with him for a little while. But I think be... that's okay. Like he yeah. he's per he's a person. He can do whatever he wants. You know. I mean, he's welcome. He's welcome. But <laughs> if right. he wants to go back, he can. You know, we're not ordering him around. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he will. I think he'll uh, he'll check in with uh, Zaron, give him a quick debrief of everything that happened on Scarvix and uh, the Vault of Stars, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so he will leave you guys for a little while. So the, the four of you then make your way off the ship and into the crowd. Uh, the space bridge is already set up in the, the port, and it is flanked on both sides with a very large crowd of several thousand Cybertronians. Primarily colonists, but you can see a few Autobots in the mix. No Decepticons, though. 
The anticipation is electric as you can feel the crowd's energy in the air. The bridge's energy field shimmers to life and wa- shimmers and wavers, and a large red and blue bot with prominent Autobot symbols on his shoulders steps through. The crowd erupts in cheers, chanting, Prime! 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 Optimus Prime waves to the crowd as security forces keep the mass of bots at a respectable distance. Uh, He's followed by four other bots, along with several small creatures that must be humans. We've met humans before. We've only seen them. Yep. Uh, You don't recognize any of these humans in particular. They all look the same. <laughs> I don't know, some of them have different colors. You know, that, that one's blue, that one's green. <laughs> I'm talking about their clothes, of course. <laughs> right, right, of course. No, it's all about the same thing. Don't, most, most bots don't understand the concept of clothes anyway. Yeah, Magnet would. Most definitely. Wildstrike and Denizen, you recognize uh, Soundwave coming up behind Optimus and Pythagoras you recognize a bot named Pyra Magna who's also coming up behind uh, Optimus I will give you what you know uh, already and then if you want to do a culture check to figure out any more you're welcome to so Wildstrike Denizen uh, you of course know who Soundwave is he was the uh, the chief communications officer for uh, the Decepticon army and fairly high up in the Decepticon ranks so he was like a good version of Magnum. He's <laughs> <laughs> not nearly so interesting. And you know that currently, uh, after Megatron abandoned the Decepticon cause, uh, Soundwave created a, a Decepticon commune in orbit around Jupiter, where uh, Decepticons who don't want to live as a part, uh, who don't want to live on Cybertron near Autobots and near colonists can go to just be among their own kind. Uh, and he is actually working with Optimus Prime to improve relations uh, between them and Earth, and uh, the embassy on Earth as well. Is he now? He is. Can we get a look at the back of his neck? <laughs> uh, uh, when he walks by, yeah, you can, you can think you can sneak a, a view in there. Pythagoras. Uh, Pyra Magna is the leader of a group called the Torchbearers. And she and they are effectively um, like a special like a special forces or a special operations team answerable only to the Mistress of Flame. And they can often be seen either guarding her uh, on official functions or acting as like her uh, as her hands, her eyes, her ears, her hands. Uh, throughout the the planet, uh, so if anything very dangerous comes up and you know something needs to be explored that is is unknown, usually the torchbearers were sent in. Is she here? I mean, the Mistress of Flame is not. I don't think so. I know Windblade is higher up too, right? Camion, she's Camion, right? Yes, Windblade is the the representative of Caminus to uh, the Council of Worlds. Uh, but she's all because of that position, and because of the fact that she is a city speaker for for Titans, uh, she holds a very very high social rank in uh, in Camion culture. In fact, you could easily put her on the same level as Pyramagna, and no one would question that. Pyramagna, wait, 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 that's so she's the head of this this commando group. Pyramagna. 
Correct. Pope sitting there. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And of course, Pyra Magna has a reputation as a uh, an amazing warrior, of course. Alrighty. wonder why they're here. Also a little bit of a zealot when it comes to the Camion religion. Like, she's an, an ardent believer. Well, I mean, yeah, it fits, fits the job, I guess. Mm-hmm. You want to go set someone on fire, you better hope the person's dedicated to setting someone on fire. Do you, leave it, do you believe in punishment by fire? Listen, there's a steady paycheck in it. I believe anything you see. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first of two scheduled Ghostbusters references for today. Uh, as performed by the ghost of Sweet Spot. I was going to say, is that <laughs> Zinston Wedmore? You know? <laughs> I wonder what these, these guys are doing, the Camion stuff people are doing Caminus is not anywhere near Earth, is it? I mean, no. Go ahead and make a perception check. Whomever wants to. Oh, sure. Let's see if I can use some assistance in this regard. Because perception does happen to be one of my many good skills. It's your bag, baby. I have a 20. That's what I do. 26. Uh, let's see here. So, Pythagoras and Denizen, you both notice uh, Windblade in the crowd. She is towards the front of the crowd, actually. Uh, and as you are observing, you can see her separate from the, the large mass of people and uh, walk up to uh, Optimus Prime. Optimus is in the lead, and Windblade goes up and shakes his hand. Uh, and and it looks like they have uh, you know they, they speak a couple of just a couple of sentences to each other uh, and Denison you said you got a 29 unfortunately that is not enough to hear uh, what is going on over the the din of the crowd there's just uh, it's just too loud around you and it is uh, just, just too much distractions around for you to hear yeah. Would I try to piece together something with a sense motive from body language? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll allow that. Why not? Body language? Body <laughs> language? <laughs> right, where's my sense Ooh, motive? Slap a little body. Beauty oh, language? Bad. That's pretty bad. Bad, right? A 25 there. 25 and sense motive? I can work with that. The two of them look to be... Friends with each other, their like their their posture is really relaxed. It's Windblade is not like rigid or anything. It's it's it. You don't get the feel of like two heads of state meeting each other and there's tension. You don't get that feeling. It's more like old buddies. Exactly, and not not like friends like like you know go to each other's house kind of friends, but more like oh you're talking something more like war buddies that kind of that oh, kind yeah, of feeling. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> No, so not he, now, not now, Barry White. Not now. <laughs> Brothers, not in blood, but in bond. <laughs> so he actually shakes her hand. Yep. So shakes her hand and speaks to her for, uh, like I said, a few uh, few sentences. No more than like 15, 20 seconds, but still. I'll I'll whisper I'll whisper the carapace. Hey, this one, this Optimus has his hands. You know, they're pretty rare. They usually get lost. <laughs> what? 
I Transformer got collectors will get that one. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> They're all missing their hands. Ah. <laughs> uh. Sorry. Matt, you uh, get to hear you get to hear a point. <laughs> <laughs> now we turn to our regular scheduled buddy. <laughs> we scheduled this. <laughs> we plan for this shit. <laughs> if anyone would like to make a culture check uh, to identify or determine anything from these folks, uh, go ahead and feel free. I think I'll give it a try for. You give it a go. Yeah, we'll give it a wee go. Got a 25. Ooh, a 25 on culture. Damn, man. Nyko got a uh, 28. Nyko got a 28. Oh, that's right, because he can, he can do stuff now. Mm-hmm. Got, uh, Magnum got a 37. I got a 2. <laughs> I yell out <laughs> to whoever, to, I guess, Optimus, who's leading the humans down the gangplank there. Are you going to eat those? <laughs> Did you bring enough for everyone? Hi, <laughs> yeah. I'll yell at what, <laughs> what Wild Shark just muttered to me. Did you bring enough for everybody? Or do we just have to split these ones up? <laughs> Thankfully, the roar of the crowd is too high for him to hear your comments. Magnum, give me a megaphone, will you? <laughs> Can't get through to the Autobot. How Maybe to cook so. 40 right. humans. <laughs> All right. Carapace, Magnum, and Nyko. Uh, are all able to identify uh, all the bots. So you identify Soundwave, of course, and you identify Pyramagna as well. The other two is a female bot named RC, whom all of you should be somewhat familiar with. Of course. And another female bot named Aileron. Uh, Aileron, you know, uh, helped out Optimus Prime in the uh, like the last big like conflict on uh, on Cybertron uh, just a few years ago, and because of her close association to him, uh, has kind of risen like in in social standing quite a bit. So she is she is seen as a follower of the Primes. Uh, she is a Camion Triple Changer. Oh, she turns into a car and a jet. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> you need to at least hit Carjet to uh, yeah, register. Uh, you know that uh, RC has is a an Autobot soldier, uh, a particularly vicious one too, I and mean, she is a uh, a, a very very capable um, uh, melee combatant. And there's been some rumors circulating around that she has worked as effectively an assassin for the Autobots in the later stages of the war. Uh, and that's kind of her skill set. Huh. kind of girl. Stealth, subterfuge, and uh, quick and merciless kills. Interesting. Even if she is not about. And you can, uh, and all of you can see, like on her hip, are, t- are like two hilts to, to what look like energon sabers, like, like kind of, kind of like a lightsaber, but it's an energon saber, you know. It's a short Trebek. 
<laughs> Spelled with an S W. O R D. Mike, you said that Optimus Prime was had his badges still on. Do the others have their badges? Yes. Uh, let's see, Soundwave has its Decepticon badge, RC has her Autobot symbols. Aileron has also adopted an aileron, in a, an aileron, an Autobot symbol. Okay. Uh, Pyramagna does not have any uh, any faction badges, though. Okay. That would be really weird. Which tracks for for you as well, because that yeah. yeah, she's a colonist. It wouldn't make sense, and she's a fairly high up person in another colony's government. So, aileron less uh, uh less crazy to to think that because. She's a follower of the Primes, and she kind of just dedicated her life to, to effectively serving Prime or to, to helping him. And, uh, and part of all this is you know that these, that these four bots have been working with Prime recently uh, to help improve relations with Transformers on Earth and helping to just keep the peace and make certain that everything is, uh, you know, doesn't turn to shit in another war or anything, so... Uh, Aileron RC are often on Earth with Prime. Pyramagna will occasionally be on uh, on Earth, um, and Soundwave kind of comes and goes. Again, like, do we know why the Cami and High Ups are getting involved with Earth stuff? Uh, you do not. If uh, anyone wants to, you can make a mysticism check. And Pythagoras, you can actually do a separate culture check uh, and for something completely different. If you don't want to do mysticism. Six. Yeah, mysticism ain't my thing. Uh, I, have I, a rank, I have a rank in it now, though, so... You can do it. I don't yep. want to do mysticism. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I totally want to do mysticism. It's my thing. <laughs> All right, there we go. There's my bag. A 30 for mysticism. Jesus. And I got a 30... 29... Or culture. Both of you made this. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty good. I wasn't certain if uh, either of you would. It's a bit of a high DC. Well, they're strong uh, skills for the people who are rolling them. So. Uh, yep, totally. Carapace, unfortunately, you do not. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> the two of you recognize that Pyra Magna is a combiner. Huh. Specifically, the torso of a combiner. Oh. But she's not a combiner with little robots. She's just part of one. She's like right. me! Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Not exactly. I mean, you're tough and all, but she's beautiful. <laughs> I wonder what the, the combiner would look like. Does, uh, does, uh, has uh, Pythagoras ever seen them put together? That is a good question, and you rolled a 29. I'm actually giving you a, a, a bonus because it's part of your culture, so I would actually say, yeah. Yeah, you have been able to, to see her in a combined form. Uh, it is a very recent development. It's quite, quite, quite useful. We found it quite useful, that's for sure. That's what Pyramagna looks like. Bold, bold choice in color scheme. Mm-hmm. Interesting. She's got some beefy calves. <laughs> <laughs> She's like it's like wearing moon boots. <laughs> she doesn't skip leg big, day, that's for sure. Big Uggs. Yeah. Big Uggs for Transformers. And 
Pythagoras for you, that's what the combined form looks like. Oh. Oh, wow. Gigantic. Yeah. Holy shitballs. That's an amazing sword. Is it holding the steel haven as a weapon? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't always carry a sword, but when I do, it's split into two because it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, that is a picture of Aileron. Interesting. I wonder what kind of plane has that kind of nose. She's got real headlights. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sweet spot envy. <laughs> I bet those are useful. Of course, I can see in the dark, so it doesn't matter to me. So I assume she's some sort of jet or something. Aye. Well, she's a triple changer, right? Yeah, she's yeah. a car jet. The shoulders are like really shiny, or maybe those are lights as well. So what do you want to do here? Uh, each of you has had some contact with Cybertron before you left Scarvix, with like, all your various political connections. Uh, I'm sure Starscream is going to want to talk to you as well. Um, he's going to want to debrief, probably, even though the bridge is, is back and set up. Uh, I'm sure that there is maybe even some shopping or some personal stuff you want to do. There's this opportunity in front of you. Um, yeah, like where do you, what do you want to do? Like where do you want to go from here? I mean, I think we should probably meet up with Windblade first since we're here. And we said she has sure, to meet her. Sure. So, I mean, that probably we should yep. step none before we go anywhere else. So her and Optimus are kind of slowly walking like down the, the plaza towards the, the city. The crowds are still cheering on, on either side, but the crowds are split so that they can walk down. Uh, if you want to, you can make your way through the crowd to, to get to them. Um, I'd be careful about how you approach it because, you know, there's security around here and <laughs> you don't want to seem too threatening. <laughs> uh, it's funny, actually. I, I uh, Optimus was actually a bounty that I was tasked to, to take in like half a million years ago. Um, but before I had found out where he was, the bounty had been rescinded. So, like, I'm, he's, I look at him and I'm like, oh, you're like one of the ones that got away. You know, <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, you just you just have to time it when he when he when he just, when he say when he self self sacrifices himself for others. You just have to time yeah. it then and just pick up the pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gonna eat that? <laughs> God. It's like, hey, I've I've held pretty much every like religious artifact that's that exists except for the Matrix. So we just need to. <laughs> You just need to get that one to get the, you know, I'll, I'll get your magic get, hands on that. Well, I was just gonna say, it's like I'll get the punch card and then I'll get the, you know, the full set. access to the <laughs> access to the secret room, you know. <laughs> Touch five artifacts, get the sixth one free. Yes. Well, it's like you need to. We need to figure out how to do the combiner. All the artifacts, like the matrix, the configuration, the, you know, all those things will come together and they'll become like a sentient savior bot. You know, that we have a sentient savior bot that zaps people and turns them into combiners that are also primes, you know, <laughs> or brings yeah. them back from the dead. I mean, it's it's literally the until all are one. Like he becomes like a, a bot sponge that just like pulls us all together and become combiner, combiner, combiner. You know, a combiner of combiners. Yeah, that sounds like a fun Saturday night. Uh, I'm gonna actually transform into the hat and. Get a little closer to the feet, and then I'll telepathically communicate with Windblade. So 
we're not just running out in the middle of the... and getting shot. That's safer, certainly. Um, I'll just let her know we're here. Uh, you wanted to meet us, but obviously you're busy at the moment. Should we meet you further down the walkway? Can she communicate back to you? Uh, I think so. Your alt mode gains limited telepathy at a range of 30 feet. That's... that is it. Okay. Limited telepathy is, like, actual, like, ability in Starfinder. So, yes, you are able to communicate back and forth. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't know that. Good. All right. Yep. So, and I if will... you would play more Starfinder games, you would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Windblade, uh, we don't want to interrupt you, but uh, you said you wanted to meet us. So, we're over here in the crowd. But uh, we don't want to bother you if you're walking, busy walking down the middle in a, in a, ga- in a space, you know, a gap, you know, that, that gives you room to walk, that sort of thing, whatever you call it. I don't know, but <laughs> you want us to meet you at the end of whatever it is, or uh, you want us to meet you later? Tell her I'll pay her a thousand shanaks to trip Optimus just once. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that bear is, but uh, <laughs> I'm tempted. So she she visibly slows down and kind of looks side to side, trying to figure out where the, the voice is coming from. And she responds, Magnum, is this you? Yes, yes, sorry. It's, a, it's electronic telepathy and just figured it would be less disruptive. If uh, I see her looking around, knowing that uh, he's trying to communicate with her, I will like pick up Pythagoras under the arms and hold him aloft like Simba. (laughs) (laughs) Here he is. (sighs) Thank you so much. Oh, is that Pythagoras that just jumped above the crowd? Yeah, Pythagoras will wave. (laughs) Thumbs up. So much for uh, being that disruptive. Terribly sorry. (laughs) That is quite all right. Meet us at the end of the port byway. Where it connects to the rest of Iacon. The crowds will be thinner there. He's trying yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> With his head. <laughs> or his heart. I forget which. Do you guys need me? Or like, do you guys want me to be here for this meeting? Or should I go and deal with my personal stuff? I think we should all be there. This is, this is someplace, something okay. that affects all of us, I think. I will transform back to my full form. Whoa, whoa. I was still <laughs> holding you there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the boost. Venison. All right. You, you may put me down now. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you transform, I'm dropping you. Like a <laughs> uh, she was holding. She was holding Pythagoras when, like, when Magnum sized up, flipped around, transformed, and Pythagoras transformed around in her hands. She's like holding so him. By, you're holding him by the ears. <laughs> For a mere moment, is it like putting a hat on a hat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. uh, I'm gonna land on my bum. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My ears hurt. Why do my ears hurt? Well, I'd help you up, Magnum, but I don't want to. And I walk away. <laughs> Windblade and Prime and his entourage will continue uh, walking down until uh, e- to get to the end of the spaceport. Uh, they're actually walking fairly slow so that the humans can keep pace with them. 
how how large are the humans in relationship to them? Are they like Pythagoras size, or is Pythagoras still bigger than them? Pythagoras is bigger in like bulk, like sideways, but as far as height, yeah, about the same. Okay. Yeah, they're they're like an entree size. <laughs> little yeah, little ones. Uh, that's more like an ap- appetizer, right? I mean, well, I was gonna say like that's sure. like a, that's like a cat to us. You know, it's an entree. It's a good two, yeah, two size categories, smaller, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And they didn't give anything like we have all these bots who can turn into vehicles and they're making them walk (laughs) 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 down this long, long. It's it's a long walk for a transformer, considering it's just a walk down a a hallway, and it's it's like it's like it's like walking across half of Manhattan just to get to the the starport. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what are those things made out of? Uh, yeah, they're carbon-based life forms. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty weird. They're made of meat. Yeah, it's like a giant soft seal around the entire skeleton that huh. kind of holds all their internals inside. <laughs> I took a few of them apart, you know, long ago, and oh, um, good I got a real good peek at their workings. It's uh, not very pretty. That sounds awful. <laughs> it was very tasty, though. Yeah, I think I saw a, movie, a few movies about that. You're a sick, sick woman. Hey, they came into my cave uninvited. <laughs> well, they didn't invite you to their planet, did they? Well, no. Well, there. Do you need some ointment for that sick burn? <laughs> it was just a, anyway, a, my, it's a burning uh, sickness from Magnum. A, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> just a mildly, a mild cold type burn. You get to the uh, end of the spaceport. Uh, You hang around there for a few minutes until uh, Prime and his entourage uh, get back or get all the way to you. Uh, The crowds have thinned out quite a bit by by now, so uh, you think you can actually make it to them without causing too much of a problem. So the four of you walk over to Windblade and Prime. And, uh, and Windblade will actually uh, kind of step up for a moment. Hello, Magnum, Wildstrike, Carapace, and you must be Denizen. I'd like to introduce all of you to Optimus Prime. Greetings, my friends. I have heard many good things about your exploits. I'm told that all of you were responsible for retrieving the space bridge I traveled through today. Yeah, yeah, yes, we, uh, yep, we did that, you know, it was all in the, the name of greater physic duty. It wasn't me. C- civic, civic duty. I wasn't part yes. of the kind. Happy to help. At that time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I heard about the loss of Ambassador Sweet Spot. It's truly a loss for all of Cybertron. Well, we, we preserve this, we prefer to call it misplaced rather than lost. I understand. Despite the tragedy, it's encouraging to see Cybertronians from all of our worlds working together for the betterment of all. It's something that I greatly respected about the Ambassador. 
his message of unity will certainly be missed. Ironhide has spoken very highly of you all. Especially you, Wildstrike. I'll just nod. At this point, Wildstrike isn't going to directly speak to Prime unless he needs to, just because he's like the embodiment of what they were fighting against, so <laughs> right. this is the first yep. time he's met him. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it's like meeting the uh, like the leader of like a foreign army, or, like a an yeah. army or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, think, just think about how Harrison Ford felt. <laughs> In Indiana Jones. Oh, when he meets yep. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he meets Hitler. Yep. Uh, Prime will will make his goodbyes to uh, Windblade because he has business elsewhere, and uh, he knows that uh, Windblade's going to want to talk to all of you. Farewell. If you haven't visited Earth, I encourage all of you to come to the Embassy when you can. It's a beautiful world, and the beings there are among some of the most remarkable in the galaxy. Kiss my hole. Uh, He will transform uh, along with Aileron... Uh, Aileron Pyromagna, uh, Soundwave will transform, and his tape deck mode, or his, his calm mode, will jump in. Uh, and uh, RC will also transform. Uh, the humans get in, and unless you say or do anything, they're going to drive off for their own business, uh, leaving you I, I, I can't help but do it, but I'm going to try and, like, size all of them up. Like, you know, you hear that somebody's, like, a badass warrior, and then you're like, and then you meet them, and they're like, eh, you know... Okay, you got a good punch, but that's about it, you know? So. How about you give me a sense motive? Unless you have, like, a profession or something that you think could be better? I don't think so. I mean, I'm awful at this, but it's just like, it's, I would still do it. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I got a 14. I'm willing to give you a little bit of a bonus for this. I mean, I think you really should have, like, a profession, like, bounty hunter or something like that, because this does feel like something you'd be good at. Maybe so. a maybe a level check, you know, like use your use your class character. Or it's level. like I I always tried like so like I, one of the things that so, like warriors tend to be very good at that I always thought was good for this is like intimidation. You know, it's just like it's like you can read how menacing somebody is. You know, so because I mean, so sense using motive intimidation is, to size someone up. That's that I mean like. If I can, that would be good because I'm actually very good at that. You know, sort of. Yeah, good, I'll give it a shot. Sort of a Why good not? measure of that kind of skill. You know? Yeah, you can feel how intimidating other people are. So yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, so in that case, I have a twenty-five. Twenty-five sounds good to me. Who do you want first? Uh, let's let's go with number one, Prime. Go go with the big guy. Yeah. He has like that quiet confidence of a veteran warrior. The kind of of confidence that you don't have to fake. It's like he knows he's strong. He knows he's very capable, but he doesn't. He doesn't feel the need to show you like, yeah, I can beat you up. Yeah, right. Of course I can. Right. He's got that 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 smooth kind of confidence to his movements. Sort of like the rock. The rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gotta be a first. A rock. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a level, so, Mike. What level yeah. is he? So he's he's he'd spank me, is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> as as well he should. Uh, who do you want next? Uh, RC. RC. RC is is surprisingly tough, and you get the sense that 
She has this kind of lethality about her that she doesn't bother to hide. Just the way like she she moves kind of like a she moves like a predator. That's how she moves. So very different than the uh, the Transformers movie persona. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, very different. Not this uh, this like mother figure. No, this yeah. the the IDW RC really is like a, like a badass. She's she's the motherfucker figure. <laughs> <laughs> She'll fuck you up, and you have no idea she's even there. Yeah. And yeah, you can see uh, you can see like a pair of uh, uh, hilts of, of swords. Uh, you can see various knives and a uh, what looks like a fairly typical like blaster, like a pistol, but. Doesn't look like it's been used a whole lot. Huh. <laughs> but the swords, they, they look pretty badass. Okay. Knives and cutting weapons. Who's next? Uh, Flame Lady. Pyra Magna. All right. Yeah. All right. How do I want to describe her? She has... She has, like, the feeling, like, of, a, of like, a paladin. Like, a, a very much... Very much by the book, by the rules... Kind so she, of she believes she's badass, but you're not really Definitely. sure. <laughs> I'm sure that everyone else has kind of filled you in, especially Pythagoras has filled you in on Pyramagna uh, on the way, and and you know you know that she is kind of like a leader of of like a religious special forces kind of unit. So you would imagine that she is is she's fairly tough. Right. Uh, but the way she carries herself is she carries her like very rigidly, very formal, uh, very kind of like schooled, very, very disciplined. Okay. But nothing that's really like giving you an indication that like, hey, I am super tough. Right. It's just like it. It almost feels a little bit more for show than anything else. Right. Okay. And then who is left? Uh, Aileron or Soundwave? Aileron. Uh, you. She seems a, a little naive. Almost, she still has that kind of like, like girl in a big city kind of vibe. Okay. Uh, you know, she's she's holding it back well. She's not like ooh eyeing all over the place. You know, she right. she she knows who she's around. But you do see that little bit of like starstruck kind of thing, like in her eyes. Like I can't believe I'm here. Right. Um, as far as like how she carries herself, uh, she could definitely use some help. She's not keeping an eye on her surroundings as as well as she should. Right. Uh, but yeah, you think that if uh, if you go into a fight with her, you you might be able to take her. Okay. And Soundwave. And Soundwave. Uh, Soundwave is inscrutable. <laughs> he is not giving away anything on his on his uh, movements. I can respect that. I'm full of yeah. tinier men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, uh, just from what limited kind of read you can get, uh, you do get the sense that he's he's not a physically strong bot. And and just from what everything you've heard about as well, you don't anticipate that like, if you got into a fight with him, that he would really uh, like physically be a match for you. But he might have other ways of approaching it. He's like he's like Rex. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like taking Rex isn't hard, but taking his entourage is not. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna surround the hell out of you. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Got a lot of good information on that one, didn't you? Yeah. It's nice to actually roll skills that I'm actually good at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, Windblade will come up to uh, to you, Magnum, uh, first. Thank you for agreeing to meet with me. 
I appreciate all of you making the time to see me before contacting anyone else. And I'm glad that your ship arrived in time to meet Optimus Prime. It's a rare honor. Thank you. uh, No, whenever you need it, you know, we we can make time for you. That's for sure. I was so sorry to hear about Sweet Spot. He was a brave spark and spoke his mind when many others didn't. My deepest sympathies for your loss. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, he's definitely he's definitely left a, a gaping, oozing hole in our group. Oozing. <laughs> Sorry, you're being serious. We'll have to hold a memorial service as soon as we can. I arranged for the new space bridge that the four of you brought back to be dedicated to him. Perhaps we can have a lap that ends at the bridge. I think he would have liked that. Oh my god, he would have loved that shit. <clears throat> and honestly though, I mean, do you remember that time when he like just like ripped into Ironhide? Talk about speaking your mind. <laughs> that shit was fucking fire. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought all Autobots got along. Uh, uh, no. Oh hell no. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, 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 that, no, that makes so much sense. I mean, all Decepticons get along. I mean, Starscream is your friend, right? Right? <laughs> right, fine. Major point. Thank you. Starscream is a boiling... Yes, yes. Cest. of balls. yes. <laughs> just, just trying to help here. Um, uh, may I ask, where does this connect to? Uh, I know you, you guys installed this space bridge really fast. <laughs> well, we didn't you take really? They hired Velocitronians. It's been about four weeks, you know. I mean, well, maybe a little more than that, but that was all Starscream's doing. The moment the four of you left, he ordered Bulkhead to install the bridge in the central plaza, and he made sure that everyone knew it was his administration that was responsible. Unfortunately, he is using your work and effort to enrich his own political career. Well, I wouldn't have expected any different from him. Now, the, the space bridge, it, it can connect to any other space bridge then, right? Correct. And the point is that they already had one of a space bridge, right? But it wasn't public, or...? It is public, yes. Um, but, as you may remember from the, uh, the Icon News Network broadcast, uh, wait times have dropped 30%. With the addition of the second bridge. Oh, okay, yeah. So it is a big political win for Starscream to have both of them functioning at the same time. He may be a squeaky jackass, but at least the space bridges ran on time. <laughs> yep. Don't worry. There's, there's plenty more in store for Starscream. Now, as for why I contacted you... And she kind of like looks back and forth just to be sure like no one is, is around. And in a lower voice, she, she continues... Five days ago, I was attacked. If not for the brave actions of my bodyguard, Chromia, I would be dead. She's still in critical condition at Central Reclamation. I suspect Starscream's involved in that, along with Sweet Spot's death. Several weeks ago, I received a message from the other Velocitronian candidate fast track of Delta, and he's been receiving death threats. Naturally, he assumed it was some glitch with a grudge, 
But after an explosion on Scarvix, he was forced to take it more seriously. On top of that, I haven't heard from Lord Scourge or Death's Charge yet, even though I've reached out through official channels. And I'm loath to discuss my concerns with Damascus. If Starscream is moving against the other candidates, it must be stopped. Not only does it put our lives in danger, but it threatens our fledgling democracy. Seems a bit obvious, but uh, for him to, to do that, not that we, we doubt it. We're sure, we, sure he is doing it. Uh, but... Uh, do you want to become the secret room so we can talk in privacy? Oh, yes. Privacy. I will. How about I transform? I can't. And so we can... Uh, Step into my office. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) They want. I'll guard the door outside. Alright, you do that. You do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put up a. I can't use my device at the same time as the. But I'll try to put up some communication shielding at least. No one's. No stray passers by at least will, will hear it. Okay. Oh, this is new. When did you learn how to do this, Magnum? Oh, this is, well, not really that new. I just never have the room. Nothing about rooms. I usually have to turn into a dollhouse and fit in the corridor. <laughs> how big are you nowadays, Magnum? He's huge. So, huge. three by three. So, so three by... Three by three? Be, okay. uh, for for humans, it would be like the state capitol building, but for Transformers, it's just <laughs> sort of a moderate-sized building, like a department store size. Wild Strike, your uh, your your wings are kind of scraping against the wall. It's getting a little crowded in there. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to hold them fine. <laughs> hey, what? Not with Carapace in there. He's pretty big. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If you want me inside, cool. I, I do take up four spaces, technically, so... It's fine. It's, everyone should be able to... He's, he's got more capacity than I have. There are people here, so... All right. I will sit down. <laughs> I mean, we don't all need five-foot clearance when we're not fighting each other. True. And there's, True. And, and there's chairs and, and cigarettes and ashtrays. And I have a jukebox in the corner, but it only plays Oh, Danny Boy for some reason. <laughs> oh my, these chairs are lovely. Where did you get them? Genuine Nagahide leather. You know how many Nagas <laughs> had to die to make these chairs? <laughs> all right, uh, well, you're, you're all inside? Uh, are you not going to tell Dennis, us? <laughs> uh, yeah. Nagahide. Look up Nagahide, why don't you? What do you want to ask? You think he's going to target all the candidates? I mean, he's, yours an obvi- you're an obvious choice because you're so close. I mean, I wonder how stable he thinks it's going to be, though. If you know all his can- all his opponents die, I mean, pretty obvious. Although it's obvious he's trying to do something like that. Maybe he doesn't care if it's obvious. Every time someone has been attacked, Starscream has an airtight alibi. This includes the attempt on my life and Sweet Spots. Well, he'll never, he'll never do it himself. Exactly right. I don't believe for a moment that he's doing this himself, but I don't know who or what he's using to commit these assaults. Well, he's got the, the money of the government behind him, so 
I'm sure it's some sort of unlisted black box project. I mean, resources are probably not a problem. The question is, how do we save the election without you guys, the rest of you guys, getting killed? Is there a constitutional? Is there a constitutional reason why the election could be held, um, held up, or paused? I don't think that's a good idea. Starscream became ruler because Metro Titan chose him. Whoa. A Titan's word carries great weight, even if it is directed at someone with his history. If the election is delayed, it will just show that Metro Titan's proclamation is justified. Listen, strange, strange bots lying next to ponds, <laughs> distributing presidencies <laughs> is not a method, of, not a, not a valid method of government. I completely agree. And if the Autobots didn't try to hide that information, then it would have stayed buried. But when the neutrals discovered that Prowl was attempting to hide that knowledge, it galvanized everyone against Autobot leadership and pushed public opinion right into Starscream's hands. Wait, why did Prowl? What did Prowl try to hide? Prowl tried, uh, when the Titan made the announcement that Starscream had the capacity... Uh, they were underground, and Prowl tried to, to kind of bury that, tried to, uh. to not let anyone know. But unfortunately, uh, Starscream had already like gotten like other people to follow him along with him and have video feeds and everything, so it was well-documented. And it was well-documented, and the Autobots tried to cover it up. Right. It was a, it was a, it was a trap, then. Yeah. Starscream laid a trap, and everyone fell into it. Interesting. <laughs> Classy move by everybody involved. <laughs> so now we just need to set a trap for Starscream. And we, well, we, actually, what we need is another really, 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 really big robot to say someone else is a good leader, right? That might work. <laughs> hey, Metroplex. Hey, wake up. <laughs> Stop stepping on my face. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, so maybe that's what Sweet Spot was doing. Interesting. What, talking to the floor? Uh, talking to big bots. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard he likes big bots. <laughs> you cannot lie. That's no lie. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, what do you think your chances? If we got, if we got the ele- if we could guarantee your safety in a fair election, what are your chances, Windblade? In a fair election, I have a good chance of beating him. There's only a four-point difference between us, and public opinion can go either way. Lord Scourge is the only other serious candidate. But if we continue to lose candidates, then their supporters will go to one of the three of us. Scourge's supporters are likely the back Starscream, along with Depth Charges and Damascuses. How, how is, the, is the election actually done? Is it weighted? Is it... You know, is there like you, you pick a, fr- a primary, a secondary, and a person you hate? Like, you know, or is it is <laughs> it the... You have ranked, ranked elections? Yeah, is it ranked, or is it just or, you get one, majority one and then, yeah. Uh, for simplicity's sake, on, the, on their first election, it's just going to be like a one-to-one vote. So effectively, a popularity contest. Okay. Maybe we need to go public with this. Maybe we need to take a different tack. Starstream's going to want to appear legitimate. 
And if we challenge his ability to run an election without people getting killed willy-nilly, I mean, he wouldn't want it to taint his re-election, right? To, uh, if we make him, if we tie him publicly to no, no more assassinations, if we could convince him that it would be... You need to, someone like Starscream, you need to trap solidly. You can't just go in with a, like, like with the information that we have, even just putting that out, that won't be enough. We need to, we need, you know, a smoking gun, so to speak. But he knows a lot of smoking guns, so it's just like, uh, <laughs> we need more than what we have. I'm just thinking, like, if he, if he thought that he'd look bad if everyone else died, so he would be forced to run the, ele- the election to a degree legitimately, he'd probably switch to, like, voter fraud instead, you know? No. This is not the place to get tickets for the Space Bridge. It's down that way. Keep moving. <laughs> Keep moving. What does uh, Wildstrike think about all this? Well, Wildstrike's got that information that he thinks is going to bring uh, Starscream down anyways. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, we're going to kill him. So he's eager gonna... to meet up with him and try to get more evidence before releasing what they have but you know they have enough evidence of Starscream's involvement that you know at the very least people shouldn't be voting for him yeah I mean like and that's a good first step but we need something more than we have now right and how do we leverage it to so make to so the other candidates don't get knocked off well, you could make some sort of like like thing like, um, if any other candidates get attacked, then Starscream is out of the running somehow. Like, if you can get him to say that publicly, as like a, a sample of good faith, well, he's going to have to stop it and tr- actually try to get other people to stop from doing it. That, that's sort you of know, what I meant before. Like, if we could, you know, sort of say to him, like, you know what the hell is this? You're, you're running an election where everyone's getting killed. I mean, that's going to completely destroy your legitimacy. Don't you yeah. want to run a safe election? And of course he's going to be like, I am I am the protector of all the Cybertronians. I want to I want to run, run a safe election. Just imagine I'm shrieking when you say this. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, that it would, I, mean, I like, want to run a safe election. Yeah, publicly, I mean, he, he, <laughs> he doesn't want to be seen as endorsing killing other candidates, even if he wants to. I mean, it doesn't mean... He's obviously going to try other hanky panky. If even if we got him to stop that, but at least maybe we stop getting people get killed. Uh, right. But just getting to him and addressing him publicly. I mean, maybe we have to. Man, we really need a sweet spot. Just get on the get on the news and say that to him, just sort of as a public an open letter to Starscream. You know, like like you are respo- you are responsible for this election being legitimate. What are you going to do to stop these candidates from getting killed? And have it be like inspired by Sweet Spot, so like the the the, the name of that movement uh, will actually yeah. like you know so like it'll be a martyrdom. It's a martyr situation, and that's hard to kill. Oh yeah, the, the Sweet Spot, Sweet Spot's Council for Safe Elections, or you know, spottiest yeah, elections like, or like in a, the world. The Sweet Spot Succession, you know, has to be an S, another S. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It has to be three S's, you know. <laughs> so, ops, let's see, Sweet Spots Organization for Rigorous Neutrality, or 
was born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was uh, originally going with that. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, is are there are there Cybertronian talk shows? Oh, oh, what, oh what, what? no! What, what you do is you have so we already have one. We have one person that will vow to sign that sort of treaty that there's like, oh, if anybody dies, then like they're out of the, they, they will forfeit the race or something like that. And then I'll go and talk to the two Yukarans and either they're dead already or they'll listen to what I say. And all we have to do is make it so that everybody else does it. And then he'll have to, otherwise he's not playing the game anymore. Yeah. So the, all the other ones agreed to basically cancel the election if someone gets killed and basically restart it, like start it over. Yeah, yeah. Mistrial. Are you eyeballing me? Keep walking. What, you never <laughs> seen a building in the middle of the road? <laughs> Go on there. You know where you live. <laughs> Keep going. Nothing to report out here, gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that, could, that could be a good... I think that might be a good beginning. So the, the fact that we, it's being invoked in the in Sweet Spot's name, and we're going to get the living other contenders to actually sign to it. And if Starscream doesn't, then he he will be the, you know. I mean, we know. could we could do both. I mean, I was thinking of is that right. there's a Cybertronian um, equivalent of a talk show on television. Oh, there must be. We have sent some mm-hmm. someone on the talk show and basically. Uh, say that. I don't know. What is, uh, we've been sort of, s- sort of speeding things up by just talking about it normally, been ca- out of character, but, um, what do you think Windblade thinks of this? These are all very interesting ideas. We could implement any of them and see which has the best chance of success. But I think the primary focus should be keeping all the other candidates alive and in the race. If this election is not fair and free, then our nascent democracy simply will not hold. And Cybertron will fall back into the wartime dictatorship that has been the rule for thousands of years. And with that, we will see you guys next week. (laughs) Don't come over here. Keep moving. Keep moving. Move along. From the secret files of Teletran 1. Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denizen, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam Hu. The Decepticon warrior Wildstrike and his partner Nyko are played by Mike M. And Carapace, the beast soldier of primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Sasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, 
and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off. <laughs>